Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's just a joy to be here with you. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled, The Power of Positive Thinking. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. If you would like to share something with our show, please email us at admin at livelafftalk.com. That's admin at livelafftalk.com. In addition, if you're listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. Also, wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, we ask that you press that follow button please press the follow button so that you will be notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with is entitled, The Power of Positive Thinking. I once had an associate who would state every time you asked him how he was doing, he would say, I'm super great. I'm not sure any of us can be super great at any time in our lives. And honestly, I don't think that mindset exists in reality at all. Because life comes at us in many ways and often. So can we truly be super great? In contrast, I have another friend who have called upon will tell you that today is a great day to be alive. You ask him, how you doing? He said, well, today is a great day to be alive, and I'm making the best of it. What about you? Now, which one of these men is on the path to being a true positive thinker? Well, let's start off by talking about what positive thinking is. Positive thinking is the belief that one can create better outcomes by maintaining an optimistic and constructive attitude. It can lead to increased resilience, improved mental well-being, and a greater ability to overcome challenges. However, it's important to balance positivity with realistic assessments and actions to achieve the goals effectively. Positive thinking involves focusing on the good aspects of a situation, expecting favorable outcomes, and maintaining a hopeful outlook. Some things, some key points that we can think about with the power of positive thinking is that it can actually reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. Optimistic individuals tend to have better mental well-being, and a more positive self-image. Now that helps. That helps our mental strength, mental health. Also, there's enhanced resilience. When facing setbacks or adversity, positive thinkers are more likely to bounce back and persevere. They actually view challenges as opportunities of growth. And you know what? Optimistic people often have stronger social connections. They tend to be more approachable, supportive, and enjoyable to be around. 
A positive mindset can boost motivation and productivity. Because when you believe in your abilities and envision success, you're more likely to take action towards your goals. There's actual evidence to suggest that positive thinking can have physical health benefits, such as strengthened immune system and a lower risk of certain illnesses. Think about that. There are health benefits to being a positive thinker. And you know what? Those who actually think positively are often more creative in finding solutions to problems. Why? Because they approach challenges with a can-do attitude, which can lead to innovative solutions. So it's essential to note that positive thinking should be balanced with realism. It should be based on realistic goals. Being super great is not realistic. And simply thinking positively without taking appropriate action may not yield the desired results. It's a valuable mindset when combined with proactive steps to achieve your goals and address challenges. Now, when we think of the concept of positive thinking, let's go a little further. Let's delve into some practical tips for cultivating a more positive mindset. First off, let's start with self-awareness. We need to become aware of our thought patterns. Are you the type of person that thinks of things just one way? When you think of something coming in life, You think of the challenges that may come with it. Do you think mostly positive or negative? Is the cup half full or half empty? Yes, self-awareness is the first step to making positive change. And speaking of those negative thoughts, we have to challenge those. Because when negative thoughts arise, we must reframe them. You see, if you catch yourself thinking, well, I'll never succeed at this, reframe it to, I may face challenges, but I can learn and grow from them. Regularly express gratitude for the good things in your life. This can be done through a gratitude journal where you write down things that you're thankful for. Yes, it shifts your focus toward the positive aspects of your life. Use the power of visualization to see yourself achieving your goals. Imagine the steps you need to take and the positive outcomes that you desire. This can boost confidence and motivation. And you know what? What's a very powerful thing, and I found this to be true in my own life, is surrounding myself with positivity. Yes, if you spend time with people who uplift and support you, just not uplifting people, just not happy all the time, but they actually uplift and support you, that will remove those negative influences that just drain your energy. This will give you optimism. This will give you energy and not take it it away from you. And while 
maintaining a positive attitude is important. Setting goals that are achievable, realistic, can avoid us leading into disappointment when things don't work out. We must take action. Yes, thinking is effective when combined with action. So let's break our goals into smaller, manageable steps and take consistent action toward them. And instead of dwelling on our failures, because setbacks are going to happen in life, we have to view them as opportunities to learn and improve. A setback doesn't define your entire journey. It's just one part of it. And a very temporary part of that. Acknowledge and celebrate your achievements. I have a friend named Justine. I actually read a text message that she sent me as a sunflower message. And in that text message, she mentioned to me to celebrate my wins. You know, that was very helpful to me. Because I'm talking to you guys about the power of positive thinking, but, but it's one that I've got to work on myself. Because oftentimes, I fight the negativity. I think of all the things that go wrong. I think of the setbacks as well. And what I don't think about are those wins. And I appreciated her bringing that up. I appreciated her telling me to celebrate the achievements, no matter how small they are. Yes, this reinforces a positive mindset and encourages continued progress. And as I've mentioned about myself, we have to avoid self-criticism. We have to practice self-compassion. Treat ourselves with the same kindness and understanding that you would offer to a dear friend. And you know, finally, the last tip that we'll give is to cultivate a positive mindset in the way that you're persistent. Being patient with yourself. Acknowledging time and effort is going to be needed. And don't be discouraged when challenges arise. Remember that positive thinking is not about denying the existence of challenges. It's not about being super great. It's about approaching them with a constructive and hopeful attitude. Yes, by incorporating these practices into our daily lives, we can harness the power of positive thinking and improve our overall well-being and work towards goals that can be effective in leading a happy life. The lack of physical fitness in youths is a growing concern. Sedentary lifestyles, increased screen time, and poor dietary habits contribute to this issue. Encouraging regular physical activity, promoting sports, and educating on healthy nutrition are important steps to address the problem. The lack of physical fitness in youths has 
several negative consequences. It could lead to health problems such as obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. Additionally, low physical fitness can impact mental health, contributing to issues like stress and anxiety. To combat this problem, communities and schools can play a crucial role. They can offer physical education programs, after-school sports, and access to recreational facilities. Parents can also encourage their children to be active by setting a positive example and limiting screen time. Actually, in 1966, the U.S. government instituted the Presidential Youth Fitness Program. It's a comprehensive school-based program that promotes health and regular physical activity for America's youths. This is a voluntary program that offers educators free access to a health-related assessment for youth fitness. It also gives professional development for meaningful implementation and motivational recognition to empower students to adopt and maintain an active lifestyle. Then in 2013, First Lady Michelle Obama launched Let's Move. Active schools did an unprecedented collaboration to bring physical activity back to America's schools. Now this program provided simple steps and tools to help schools create active environments where students get 60 minutes of physical activity before, during, and after the school day. Ms. Obama called on school staff, family, and communities to work together to reach an ambitious goal of engaging 50,000 schools in the program and was backed by the Presidential Youth Fitness Program and many corporations, including Nike, that donated $50 million. There was General Mills and several other companies that participated. Furthermore, this program promoted a balanced diet with fruits, vegetables, and whole grains as essentials. It gave nutrition education and helped young people to make healthier choices. Now, what happened after the Obamas left office? Well, the program remains, but the following presidents didn't promote it, and ultimately, its impact has been lost. Addressing the lack of physical fitness in youths requires a multifaceted approach involving schools, families, and communities. That environment needs to support and encourage active and healthy lifestyles. And again, why is this so important? Well, because childhood obesity is a serious problem in the United States. Putting children and adolescents at risk for poor health. Obesity and its prevalence among children and adolescents is still too high. For children and adolescents who are aged 2 to 19, in the years of 2017 to 2023, we see these statistics. The prevalence of obesity was 19.7% in 2017 to 2023. 
and affected about 14.7 million children and adolescents. Obesity prevalence was 12.7% among 2 to 5-year-olds, 20.7% among 6 to 11-year-olds, and 22.2% among 12 to 19-year-olds. Yes, childhood obesity is also more common among certain populations as well. Obesity prevalence was 26.2% among Hispanic children, 28-24.8% among non-Hispanic black children, 16.6% among non-Hispanic white children, and 9% among non-Hispanic Asian children. Obesity-related conditions, as mentioned before, includes high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, breathing problems such as asthma, and sleep apnea, and joint problems. So all of this is happening among our children, and little to nothing is being done anymore. But let's delve even deeper into the issue of the lack of physical fitness and use and the strategies to address it. When we mentioned at the onset about sedentary lifestyle. Many young people today spend a significant amount of time sitting in front of screens, whether it's for schoolwork, gaming, or social media. This sedentary lifestyle has become more prevalent with the increasing use of smartphones and computers. The lack of physical activity can lead to a range of health issues that we discussed as well. There's mental health that's at risk. Yes, regular exercise can reduce stress, anxiety, and symptoms of depression. And when youths don't engage in physical activities, it can have negative implications on their mental health. One crucial strategy is to increase education awareness about the importance of physical fitness. Schools can integrate comprehensive physical education programs into their curricula, teaching students not only how to stay active, but also about the health benefits of doing so. Communities can invest in public spaces and recreational facilities where young people can engage in physical activities safely. And this includes parks, sports fields, and community centers. Accessible facilities can encourage youths to participate in sports and other physical activities. Now, what about our parents? Well, of course, they play a pivotal role in shaping their children's habits. Encouraging outdoor play, limiting screen time, and participating in physical activities as a family can instill healthy habits from a young age. Creating a a supportive peer environment is essential. If schools and communities can organize sports leagues and clubs, to foster a sense of belonging and encourage physical activity among young people. And there is just not enough said about nutrition education. Because alongside physical activity, proper nutrition is crucial for overall health and fitness. Teaching youths about balanced diets, cooking skills, and making nutritious food accessible is essential. We mentioned how the government 
can implement policies that promote physical fitness, but when these aren't supported by the next president or the next senator that comes in, well, that's when families and also communities can join in. It's not always going to be the fact that there will be implementation of physical activity in our schools by our governments. Sometimes we have to take charge. We need to make sure that there is a long-term perspective. Encouraging physical fitness in youth is not about short-term goals, but instilling habits that will last them a lifetime. Education and programs should emphasize the long-term benefits of staying active, including a higher quality of life as adults. We need cultural sensitivity. No, we don't need to look at our children and pick at them. That's not sensitive, and that doesn't benefit anything. What we need to do is to give a different attitude toward physical activity and nutrition. Right now, we're like, anything goes. But programs should be culturally sensitive and adapt to the preferences and needs of different communities. There needs to be education. And there also need to be public awareness campaigns. Mass media campaigns work. They can, erase, they can raise awareness about the consequences of a lifestyle that's without any physical activity. These sedentary lifestyles. Let's talk about the benefits of physical fitness. Let's have campaigns that target both youths and their parents. Addressing the lack of physical fitness in youths requires an approach that we must take. Because again, when we look at our statistics and we look at the fact that 14.7 million children and adolescents are considered obese. And we don't have the physical education that needs to be out there. We're not doing the nutritional thing. The problem continues to get worse, which causes us to ask ourselves, how did we get here? Our special interest or hobby is coloring books. Yes, coloring books can be a relaxing and an enjoyable hobby. They offer a creative outlet and can help reduce stress. And no, it's not a kid's thing anymore. Adults can have fun doing this as well. As a matter of fact, I have two friends of mine with children of their own and now one with a grandchild who enjoy coloring. Because it's a great way to explore your artistic side and experiment with different colors and designs. Coloring can reduce stress. Yes, every one of my friends, those two that I mentioned, say that it has a calming effect on the mind, similar to meditation. It allows them to focus on the present moment and relieve stress and anxiety. It gives them an opportunity for self-expression as well and creativity. They choose their own colors, shading techniques and patterns, 
making each piece uniquely their own. In addition, it's a great way to explore art without the pressure of starting from scratch. Yes, coloring books often have intricate designs and challenges to your artistic skills. You can also pick out certain books that goes with your lifestyle. One young lady that I'm mentioning, she has a coloring book with just gowns in it. She loves gowns. She's able to, to color all of these fabulous colors to these gowns. Then there's another. She enjoys coloring people and bringing out their natural colors. So she has books with, with Hispanics, African Americans, and Caucasians, and Indians, and, and so many different varied people because she loves everybody and she's able to bring their their skin to life with her color. You know, coloring can also be a social hobby. There's groups out there coloring events and their fellow enthusiasts online. We mentioned that there's a wide variety of books available from intricate ones and and books that are themed featuring your favorite characters or subjects, but there are so many out there that can just bring a new interest, maybe something you hadn't even thought about. If you're new to coloring, it's best to start with a basic coloring book and some colored pencils, markers, or crayons. And as you begin to gain experience, you can experiment with different materials and techniques to enhance your coloring skills. A few little tips that we'll give to enhance your coloring hobby. Invest in good quality coloring materials, such as colored pencils, markers, and water pencils, because they provide better color saturation and control. Experiment with blending colors to create gradients and shading. Techniques like layering, burnishing, and using blending tools can make your coloring more dynamic. Learn basic color theory to understand how colors work together. This knowledge can help you create harmonious and visually appealing color combinations. And don't just limit yourself to realistic coloring. Explore different styles like abstract, surreal, or impressionistic coloring to expand your creativity. Practice patience because coloring intricate designs can be time-consuming. Be patient. Enjoy the process. Isn't that what we say in every one of our hobbies? We want to enjoy it. So enjoy the process and focus on just one section at a time. Consider using fixative sprays or laminating your finished coloring pages to preserve them and prevent smudging. In addition, we want to say that some artists create custom coloring pages based on their preferences or photos. And this could add a personal touch to your hobby. And most important, as we just mentioned, we want to remember that the primary goal of coloring is relaxation and enjoyment. So there are no strict rules. Have fun. Let your creativity flow. So whether you're coloring for relaxation, artistic expression, or personal enjoyment, it's a versatile and rewarding hobby that offers endless possibilities for creativity. So we're just going to say two words. 
happy coloring. Our sunflower message is a song. It's, it could be used for couples out there that are listening, but you know, honestly, it can go for any relationship. The name of the song, a very familiar one, is Can You Stand the Rain by New Edition. On a perfect day, I know that I can count on you. When that's not possible, tell me, can you weather the storm? Because I need somebody who will stand by me through the good times and bad times. She will always, always be right there. Sunny dates, well, everybody loves them. Tell me, baby, can you stand the rain? Storms will come. This we know for sure. Can you stand the rain? Love unconditional. I'm not asking just of you. And girl, to make it last, I'll do whatever needs to be done. But I need somebody who will stand by me. When it's tough, she won't run. She will always be right there for me. Sunny days. Everybody loves them. Tell me, baby, can you stand the rain? Storms will come. I know. I know all the days won't be perfect. This we know for sure. But tell me, can you stand it? Can you stand the rain? On Cash App, dollar sign, live, laugh, talk, and on Twitter, at live, laugh, talker. On Spotify, there's a dollar sign when you listen. And you can donate to support our podcast. You can also go to Etsy.com and type in, how do we get there? You'll find t-shirts, coffee mugs, and also tote bags just to start. There's more coming and we're taking ideas of other things that you would like to have. Remember to rate us the highest on your podcast platform, whatever you listen to, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, all of the different podcasts. We're out there. And make sure that you tell your friends, family, colleagues, listen to Live, Laugh, Talk. Encourage them. We need more lessons. Also on social media, every episode has a video with music on social media. So on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, YouTube, all under Live Laugh Talk. Except for Twitter, it's Live Laugh Talker. Live Laugh Talker. But on all other social media, Live Laugh Talk is there. You can check out the videos and pass these on. Share them with your friends and family and those followers that you have. That'll give us the support as it has the web page as well as all types of different music videos that you will enjoy. We promise. We put a lot of work into it. This is James and George's baby boy signing off. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.